This is Film Club. We may not be crazy rich Asians or crazy rich, but we are crazy, and that qualifies us to talk about this film. Okay, so Crazy Rich Asians was last month's film for Film Club. I chose it because I hadn't chosen a rom-com yet this year, and I love rom-coms. And this one um, just feels, like, different than other rom-coms. Um, it kind of is a rom-com, but also a different category as well. So, and I have been watching a lot of Michelle Yeoh, and I re- wanted to rewatch this because this was the first movie that I think I saw her in. Really? I don't know what Because I think I watched this before we watched... Crouching Tiger? I don't know. When we watched Crouching Tiger, Tiger I had no idea who she was either, so... Mm-hmm. So I've got a couple of... I've like kind of organized my thoughts into categories-ish. So I guess, first off, I want to just talk about this like portrayal of modern Asia and like a different... I don't know, trying to break stereotypes, but at the same time, it's like playing into stereotypes as well. But stereotypes mm-hmm. that we're not really familiar with, I think. I was reading some things and the director said, or maybe it was the author of a book, because it's based on a book, which I haven't read. Me neither. But one of the people in charge of the story said they wanted to introduce a contemporary Asia to a North American audience. I feel like a lot of us have this idea, like a crouching tiger, hidden dragon um, image of Asia, where it's still like kind of old timey, like everyone's dressed in their traditional outfits and very Hollywood. Yeah. Yes. Um, And so and this and I don't know, I don't really imagine people in Asia having exorbitant amounts of money. Like everyone (laughs) thinks like America's where all the money is at. And that's mm-hmm. not the case. Um, and it really did make me want to go to Singapore. Like, the way it is portrayed, the it, it looks just so beautiful. Like, when oh. they're driving through the city when they first arrive there, it's like, oh my gosh, this place is amazing. Yeah. Um, I love all of the color in the film and the wardrobe. We did actually see the Crazy Rich Asians clothes at the WB tour. When we went in LA. And I did not appreciate them. Like, I wish I could go back and see them now. I you hadn't even seen the film yet. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, I don't need to look but at these. There is a, there was like a plaque that I took a picture of because I was like, mm, this might be useful for film club. <laughs> <laughs> but it says the evolving style of Rachel Chu is reminiscent of a modern day Dorothy who is plucked from the monochromatic black and white fashion of her New York home and lands in the awes of saturated colors and bold prints that make Singapore's decadent fashion trends. Transformed by her new money friend, Paik Lin Go, Rachel is made over to impress her partner's family and Singapore's royalty in a Misani dress. I don't know how to say these names. Fine, I don't either. Yves St. Laurent shoes and Furla purse. Paiklin's closet also hosts Marcus Lupfer, whose wild prints are a complementary match to Paiklin's bold personality and lifestyle. Each character's fashion was carefully chosen to highlight their personalities and emotions throughout the film. And so I like that idea that, like, because the fashion in the film is really important, I think, and it, I don't know, it's really eye-catching. Like, the wedding dress and the dress that Rachel wears to the wedding, I love so much. 
Yeah, and it it does really help to expand their characters and their character arc, especially like Rachel. I love that you point that out in the plaque um, of how her wardrobe transforms over time and what that kind of means as she enters this new world. Because it's not like it's not like she's not fashionable or not. She, she, she's obviously incredibly intelligent and very book smart, but I don't feel like she lacks street smarts either. But it is interesting to see like, oh, she this is like an a whole other world that right. she hasn't even stepped into yet. A whole other level. Um, and that's another thing I wanted to talk about was it's kind of like this Harry Potter effect where like we go, we are kind of on Rachel's side at first, like just the American, like she's living a great life. Like she's a professor at NYU or wherever and living in New York City And we're living our American lives, and then she's just introduced to this whole other world, this, like, magical, crazy world that she never knew existed. Um, And it's really fun to just, like, discover it with her. I also just love all the characters. And like I said, there are, like, stereotypical characters that they created for the film. Rachel, of course. I just love her as, like, the lead in the rom-com. That she's just so relatable, and, like, she goes and makes a fool of herself, and, like... She's just kind of overwhelmed, but she doesn't back down from this. The mom is so mean to her. Like, she keeps going. I love the game of Mahjong at the end where she just says, like, she obviously demonstrates that she could win, but she's giving that up on purpose. And it's just this amazing power move that I feel like that was the plot line that I felt like was different than any other rom-com I'd, I'd ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved these female characters. They did not feel super tropey and they felt very three-dimensional and they were vulnerable and had moments where you could like really see weakness or fear or struggle. But then they also like she is so intelligent and capable. And like I love when they're at the wedding and she goes and sits next to that one lady Great who's best. like yeah who no one else can sit by and she's like oh I've read your article and I like have all this to say on it and I just am like oh that is so refreshing for a female Mm -hmm. lead to like just be able to handle her own and I don't know she didn't feel like a vehicle for the rom-com she didn't feel like she was there to be like the answer to the man's problems like she was her own person which I loved it was so great it was very refreshing I also love when she first I think goes to Paiklin's house and she says your gap look is amazing <laughs> it's like half of my clothes are from gap so she's just she's so relatable oh my gosh also want to shout out her mom she's just so sweet and not a perfect person right mm-hmm. um And I feel like Rachel's world is kind of shook when she finds out that, like, her mom is different than what she was expected, but it doesn't change how much she loves her and how much her mom loves her. I love that her mom comes to Singapore to support her, and it's just, like, the love between them is so different than the love between Nick and his mom. I will talk about Nick as well. He's just the most beautiful man in the world (laughs) with a British accent. Like, how, how do men like that exist? He's not the best actor. They're just in movies. I know. He and he's not the best actor and like some of his lines did feel a little bit like forced, but sure. Ooh, how- that was another thing I was gonna say about Rachel was mm-hmm. 
when everyone was like bullying her and like in these horrible ways of when they like I can't remember was it a fish that it was feeling very godfather yes I wrote godfather (laughs) reference that she doesn't go into this mean girl persona she's able to hold her own and stand up for herself while still like remaining polite and kind and kinder than like those people should have been treated and you know like obviously they weren't best friends or anything like that trying to one-up the other girls yeah oh and i loved was it his his sister or his his cousin astrid or maybe the cousin yeah there whoever like became really good friends with her and like was having her own marriage issues mm-hmm. i loved her character she was my favorite i do yes astrid was always like one of my favorite people in the movie um i was trying to figure out like what her plot line like the purpose of her plot line like what that was bringing to the film maybe it was because she married like someone who wasn't part of the rich culture like some kind of an outsider like Rachel and maybe it was showing that like like this man always felt outside and like I don't know I was kind of trying to figure out and that's why it didn't work out because he was always trying to make up for it or something didn't feel like he belonged whereas Rachel was able to like to show that it is like difficult to get into this culture yeah and and to make it work Yeah. yeah but then I think Rachel's choice to just back away from it all and like that really demonstrated that she was if she did join the family it was of her own choice and she was not doing it for any reason except that she loved Nick I don't know I still have to kind of figure that out yeah (laughs) I also love Aquafina she's great in this yeah yeah this is the first film I ever saw her in as well and then I feel like she kind of blew up and got really famous and she was in everything all of a sudden yeah she's just so funny she's really Um, great and it's not in an annoying way i feel like i kind of got annoyed with her like as she got more and more famous but my favorite part is when they go to the young house and there's all the guards out there and she like is so afraid of them and like rolls down the window a tiny bit like presses the window button a few times it's like hi (laughs) (laughs) so funny oh and then michelle yo's character it's so interesting. Like, you kind of get this standoffish vibe at first when she first meets the mom. Well, it's also interesting. The movie starts out with her showing that she has been discriminated against. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, oh my gosh. she's gone through. Go I loved that opening scene. Mm. Um, I found it so compelling, the way that they were just so terrible to her. And then when they find out, like, she is now the new owner... All I could hear was Sully's voice going, looks like someone's out of a job. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) But yeah, and then it just kind of snaps when Rachel is just like innocently talking to her and she just randomly goes, you will never be enough. And it's like, oh my gosh. So unexpected and just so heartless. Yes. Oh, and the way that she like physically is like, Backing her down the stairs. Uh-huh. Like higher than her. Yeah. Yes. It was so good. The intimidation. Right. And then suddenly the mom is the main antagonist of the film. I feel like it, because she was, like, there were the other girls at the bachelorette mm-hmm. party and stuff that were kind of the bad guys. And now it's like Nick's mom. And that's who it is. That's who's been the problem the whole time, pretty much. And she's just so classy and so cool. Like, they couldn't have picked a better actress. Um, And I just love at the end when they're playing Mahjong and she's just so calm and collected and cool. And then the way that she just, like, 
registers shock when she realizes that what the message that Rachel's trying to get across and that she could have beat her the whole time and um, just kind of put her in her place. I just think she does such an excellent job. She's amazing. Um, any other characters her. Characters that you want to talk about? Um, I love the grandma, too. <laughs> she is so interesting, and there's she is so steeped in tradition, but not like the mom, not like Michelle Yeoh's character, which is so interesting because she is a little more accepting of Rachel from the outfit you know from the outset and then that changes when like the family and tradition is really threatened but yeah I don't know like she just was such a such a grandmother character like in every sense of the word where she's so like sweet and loving and kind and but then like she also makes stuff happen and she keeps people in line and she really upholds tradition and I just loved her (laughs) she's so sweet with her like just white hair yeah so cute when she first walked on screen, I was like, ah, yes! <laughs> And I also loved seeing cameos from some of my favorites. Um, his He plays Professor Chang in Community. I forget his name. It's it's Aquafina's dad. He's like, <laughs> I did not like his character. Like, he was so He's uncomfortable. He's so, like, unhinged. Yeah, but I love that actor. And um, he plays... He's in... Uh, superstore. He's like the cousin who is like very all about the fashion. He's like the one who like really befriends Rachel. Oh yeah, yeah, the rainbow sheep of the family. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I like him too. He's a great actor. So so funny. Um, um, so those are fun to see. Though, though I'm upset there wasn't a James Hong cameo though. <laughs> I know he should have been in it. I maybe he refused because he was like, that's a rom com. <laughs> James Hong has the same feelings of rom-coms that I do. (laughs) I will only be in Kung Fu Panda. (laughs) Oh, the other, my other favorite quote from Aquafina is, oh, when she's like, can you drive me? Or like, she's like, I'll drive you to the party. She's like, I was just going to go to FedEx or something. Like, (laughs) okay, what a fun activity. I love when she pulls up and they're like, oh, do you want to come do it? She's like, yeah, I have my party. I have I have an outfit in my trunk. Like, no, I don't want to. Like, oh, I really can't. Like, yes, I want to come to dinner. <laughs> She's so great. <laughs> I love the wedding. It's so beautiful. I think the first time I watched it, I was like, are you serious? They're like flooding the church. Like, this is <laughs> crazy. You're thinking of but, all the logistics. Right. But then if you just step back and just watch it, like as a form of art it's like how could you top this is so beautiful it's amazing and like the song in it too only fools rush in mm-hmm. Elvis Presley have fallen in love yes just so beautiful and when he when Nick Young is secretly looking at Rachel from behind the pillar I like my heart melts so oh. sweet oh um I just it's just so heartfelt I love their love and mm-hmm. like when they're when they're waking up in the morning and he's just standing there with his shirt off and she gets her glasses and she's like, wow. <laughs> yeah, they're so, so funny. They're so silly goofy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So the Godfather reference with the dead fish in the bed. Mm-hmm. And the Apocalypse Now reference when they're flying in the helicopters to Rise of the Valkyries. Yes. I also love at the end, it's kind of a shock where they sing 
Coldplay's Yellow, like a cover of Yellow. And I did read something about like, you know, yellow is, is a slur for Asian culture, but the director want like asked Coldplay for permission to use the song because he wanted to reclaim the word. Cool. And like, this is our word and we're going to use it. And, um, so I thought that was beautiful too, because I love that song. Yes. So it was a cool addition to the movie to like kind of bring the film together, I think, and say embrace the culture like and I think Rachel Own too it. she's kind of discovering her culture and because she's really been raised in America and like her mom is trying to like introduce her like oh wear red like that's the lucky color and Rachel's discovering all these things and this culture she's never been a part of before so Yeah, the only other thing that we haven't really touched upon that I wanted to was the cinematography of her leaving the party it was just like breathtaking the way that it like the camera moved and followed her. And I just remember being so impressed with that. Like, And he does call her Cinderella. Yeah. <laughs> and she's wearing the blue dress. I do like that. <laughs> and um, why didn't Michelle Yeoh come meet Cinderella when I was there? I'll never be okay. <laughs> but it is very Cinderella-esque where she's fleeing the ball. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. I like that um, reference. Okay, that's all my thoughts. Yeah, really interesting commentary on acceptance, accepting yourself, trying to accept others, what it means to protect tradition while also welcome outsiders or embrace outsiders, what tradition does to serve family, where tradition can sometimes hurt family. A lot. It was so much bigger than just like a rom-com, which I really appreciated on lots of levels on what you're saying about the cultural level and making a Hollywood statement about how diverse Asian cultures can be and are and have not been represented well. And yeah, so that level and then also a lot of this discussion of tradition and family and acceptance. And I think there is a trope of like, the mother being threatened by the, you know, the girlfriend, the daughter-in-law. Um, that's definitely something you see a lot of. And like the birds is very prominent in my mind of that. And, but it never felt super, super tropey. You know, it, it was, it, I feel like it added a lot to the genre. And so it was a rom-com, but I feel like it's a very well-rounded film. And not to say that rom-coms are bad, <laughs> but Um, it was a rom-com I, I very much enjoyed, and I don't know that it could only be classified as that, so very, very good. Yeah, and I do recognize it's not the best film ever. Like, especially the beginning, it like it's pretty slow to start, and it does feel like some of the uh, script is kind of like, okay, like this isn't flowing very naturally. And Sure, it's not, it's not a uh, Oscar or Best Picture necessarily, but I think right, it's very, very well done, especially yeah, for the genre. Very I think excellent. it's it's a film that everyone should see. Yeah, agree. Okay, Excellent. so favorite characters. We have Astrid, Paiklin Go, which is Aquafina and Astrid. This is Natalie. My roommate wants me to note that Gemma Chan is stunning. She's married to Dominic Cooper in real life, a.k.a. Mama Mia Heart
And then Rachel and Piglin, and Rachel and Piglin. And the cousin who's into fashion and helps Rachel, helps find Rachel's dress. I think his name is Oliver. I also like Astrid. All right, favorite scenes. We had the Mahjong scene. Pretty much any scene her friend is in, and when Astrid puts her 1.2 million earrings in. Wedding scene, just stunning and magical. Other submissions were the hyper-fast social media investigation to find out who Rachel Chu was while Rachel and Nick were eating dessert. That was fun. (laughs) Um, And also kind of terrifying. (laughs) Yes! Parts of the wedding scene just make me sob. I'm a sap. (laughs) And then the powerhouse scene when the Mahjong game and Rachel and Eleanor. With the Mahjong game. Uh, The wedding, but not the wedding party after. (laughs) A little too chaotic for Jill. <laughs> okay, favorite aspects. Costuming was fun, which we mentioned. Extravagance of the clothes and sets and an all-Asian cast. Lots of fun costumes. Love all the high fashion. Amazing costuming and sets. Entertaining story and terrific writing. Built on the structure of tradition versus change. Many of the characters, while not endearing and some almost revolting, added a lot of fun variety. Then we've got costumes and script, costumes and music. All right, some of the takeaways. More connects us than divides us. <laughs> more money, more problems. <laughs> <laughs> also that we need to understand people's characters and hearts before we judge or dismiss them. Interesting to think more about family responsibilities versus personal ambitions. Where is the line of selfishness? Selfish for parents to expect you to stay home and take over the business or selfish of you to reject it all? Rachel is accused of being stereotypically American, pursuing passion over duty. That is really interesting. Something we didn't really touch on of stuff that really came up in this um, threatening tradition. Mm -hmm. Okay. It made me think about, do you lift people up or continue cycles even if you've overcome them? I.e. Eleanor wasn't the first choice. And instead of welcoming Rachel, she did the same thing of putting her down. Mm. I like that. That's true. And crazy rich people are pretty crazy. (laughs) Okay, reviews. First is Catherine. This was an entertaining movie. I think, although it was not my favorite rom-com, rom-com, it was one of the better rom-coms I've seen. I've never read the book or really heard anything about it. Here are my thoughts in a random order. I love Kina Granis' cover of Can't Help Falling in Love With You. It was so beautiful. Nick's mother was definitely unlikable, but grew on me as the movie progressed. She faced her own discrimination, both from outsiders, cue the opening scene where the hotel manager responds with racist remarks, and from her in-laws because she wasn't the first choice of spouse. My favorite scene was the Mahjong scene. I loved how Rachel won and revealed how her choices were powerful and influential, and when she went and stood by her mom, I started to cry. Something about those two strong women standing together despite powerful people around them, past and present, having made decisions that affected their lives, and the two of them still moving forward and not letting those decisions rule their lives, just felt like it was all wrapped up in that moment. I love that. Mm-hmm. My char- favorite character was Astrid. She was unconventional in that she was wealthy, but it didn't seem to affect her way of relating to people. Oof. Yes, I love that. And I think that's what I was trying to convey earlier. Um that we talked about of just love that this movie had such strong interesting female character roles mm-hmm. they were all very different from each other and mm-hmm. oh it's just so hard to find a film that has more than one interesting female role and so I just I really really loved it and I think a lot of people sometimes think that that you can't have a good film with multiple strong female roles and different and that it's like not possible to create that and 
this was just so refreshing and new and I loved it and I want more of it. So that was great. Uh, okay. The next is from Biz. Let's see. Okay. This is a fun escapist movie. It's fun to watch the Singapore scene since I've been there. Flex. (laughs) (laughs) I don't love Nick, but I like how they portray Rachel as a strong woman who knows herself and doesn't stand down to the aristocrats of Asia. The scenes with Aquafina are entertaining. I love the colors of yellow and can't help falling in love. I also love Rachel's mom. This review is from Natalie. Nick Young is hot. H-A-W-T. That's all. (laughs) That's it. That's the review. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Great. Okay. Agree. (laughs) Is from George. Despite its rom-com status, this film went deeper and wasn't just a fun and funny watch. In some ways, it was a challenge to relate to the characters and their very first world problems. Yes, everyone has challenges and problems, and they are very real to to each person. But to these folks, they're not facing issues of survival or struggle like 99.9% of the world does. Yet because American or Western filmmakers have portrayed hyper-wealth as pretty much exclusively Western, this glimpse into Chinese wealth and power is refreshing. The film emphasizes class distinction, family status, and pervading bigotry, especially among the wealthy. Nick, of course, portrays himself as a more of a commoner, wanting to be judged on who he is, not who, what, not what he owns or controls. In doing so, he's disdained by his family and almost loses the love of his life for being who he really is without too much pretension. Perhaps this film is so appealing because of Americans' general fascination with royalty and wealth, but these people seem to think because they have wealth and power, they can be outwardly rude and judgmental right to someone's face and be justified. There is so much fake appearance and no real substance to so many of these people. The film lays bare the the snoshiness of the upper classes. Also, there was a powerful message of philosophical and cultural differences epitomized succinctly by Eleanor. And isn't it interesting that so many of the Chinese had Western names when she says disdainfully, pursuing passions, how American, and emphasizing the importance of tradition. While your mother's very open-minded, not like here, where parents are obsessed with shaping the life of their children. And we know to put family first instead of chasing one's passion. This film, like any worth its weight, gives pause and things to think about well beyond the simple storytelling. Okay, this one is... I think it's Annie. Crazy Rich Asians, while not the only recent movie with an all-Asian cast, as a quick Google search will show, it is a standout in that it is a romantic comedy with an all-Asian cast that was so successful. I remember when this came out in 2018, it had a very positive review, and also people I talked to all really enjoyed it. Because it's a rom-com, it's a little tiny cheesy, but here's what I love about it. (laughs) One, unique setting and culture spotlighted that gives rom-com formula a nice twist. Two, the leading man is so dreamy, and Rachel is so gorgeous and likable. Three, the opulence and crazy wealth is just entertaining. Four, the costumes. Five, Aquafina saying bok bok. <laughs> Six, but my most favorite is that underneath the romance is this really beautiful, profound story about women and female relationships. Friendships, women being awful to each other, mothers and daughters, mother-in-laws and, mo- and daughter-in-laws. Rachel's line to Eleanor that the reason that she has her family is that it was because of me, a poor, raised by a single mother, low-class, immigrant nobody. Then she stands up and walks out with her mother. It wrecks me every time. I also feel like the movie blends emotion, drama, and comedic fizzy fun that is entertaining to watch, whether it's your first time or your fifth. Mm, Yes, I love that. I love that Mm -hmm. so much. All right, and this is from Jill. 
I have a thing for Asian shows right now. So even though I had seen this before, I really enjoyed watching it again. It feels almost like a fantasy because who would spend that much on money on parties, weddings, and everything else? But it's probably true life for some people. I love Rachel and was rooting for her to win out in the end. I wish there was a scene where Nick actually talked to his mom about how much he loved Rachel and fought for her. But maybe that's because I would have liked more scenes with him since he was super handsome. Overall, it was a bright, crazy, fun movie to watch. Yay. I kind of, I kind of love that, like, I don't know. I feel like Nick's character was pretty one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. But that made it more focused on the women of the film. I was going to say, I feel like Nick took the usual female role. Which is, <laughs> you know, kind of like stunted and really there as a vehicle for the other lead to right. like have character development. And mm-hmm. so. Love that. <laughs> Love you for that, Nick. <laughs> he was the pretty face to to sell the movie. <laughs> How does it feel? <laughs> he just got Barbied before Barbie was a... <laughs> the thing. Got Kenned. The first Ken. He walked <laughs> so Ken could run. <laughs> it's now time to leave the gun and take the cannoli. What would be the game that you would challenge your future mother-in-law to and demonstrate your genius and teach her lesson i mean i gotta go with blockbuster (laughs) blockbuster or maybe nerds i feel like is my other signature game right now but blockbuster i i feel like would be the the flexing and being able to dominate Mm -hmm. whereas nerds there's like a little bit more randomness and luck element to it less skill uh for you if you had to pick one outfit that you got to own and wear for the rest of your life from this movie what would it be it'd be the blue dress rachel wears to the wedding Mm. you didn't even have to think about it it's already there i love it that's like one of my favorite colors i'm pretty sure my prom dress was that color oh Um, and it's just she just looks so beautiful in it i just when she walks up and those women, I think that, oh, the aunties yes. are, like, judging her, and she's just like, excuse me, you're in my way. I'm just like, <laughs> what exorbitant activity would you have at your bachelorette party? Because um, I forgot her name, the girl getting married, but they right. have the all-expenses-paid shop expert. Go to every Disney park in the world. <laughs> Whoa, best bachelorette party ever. That's very expensive, very exorbitant, very out there, but I think it'd be a lot more fun than a shopping spree. Yes, that would be an an entire week. (laughs) It would. It would be exhausting. (laughs) (laughs) Michelle Yeoh is in your life and you get to pick the relationship. She can be mother-in-law, grandmother, sister, aunt, mother. What would you want? You you can keep like all your current relationships and she's just like there's an extra one (laughs) i want her to be my kung fu master (laughs) okay that's valid i want to take here's my next endeavor after i'm done with cello i want to take like karate lessons or kung fu lessons or jujitsu or something tai chi tai chi is less of like it's not as yeah 
but a lot of those fightings are not about fight it's about control you're right you're right (laughs) maybe we can take tai chi lessons together when you come oh my gosh don't tempt me with a good time (laughs) i knew you were gonna say that (laughs) that's my go-to line right now (laughs) i would die if she would be my instructor that would be amazing and the young family has that stuffed tiger in their house, which is just like this superfluous item. Like tigers are endangered. Like you're not allowed to have that in your house, but they have it anyways. What superfluous item do you have in your house? It could be your house in Utah, or would you have if you had all the money in the world? Oh my gosh. Superfluous meaning just like just like totally unnecessary. Okay. Not necessarily illegal. <laughs> sure. <laughs> or, like, damaging to the world. Right. Um. Okay, well, maybe it's not a great answer, but I think that it, this is one of the most excessive things that I have, which is I have a collection of just so many horror films. Uh, <laughs> like, it came, I think there's, like, over 100, maybe there's more than that, but just, like, I haven't even watched them at all, but... There's, I have a huge box of all these DVDs of all these different horror films throughout the years. And as soon as I got it, then I went to Florida. And so I haven't had a chance to like actually utilize them for my spooky series. So that is what I'm excited for when I return to be able to actually crack open the box. The horror films. Feels pretty excessive, especially when you can access all of them online. (laughs) (laughs) How much was it? It wasn't like crazy so that's where I'm like I don't know that it like really answers your question but yeah okay I did just drop a lot of money on a poster (laughs) that would be my answer I have like a a fund for fun things and I don't know I was I was gonna use it on something else and then I was like you know what I'm gonna buy this $60 poster because this is the last one of its kind and I'm going to buy it all these different monsters throughout film and like villains. So that's my exorbitant purchase. Is it just for Halloween or is it for all time? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Both. Okay. uh, One of my favorite scenes and I forgot to talk about it in the, in the serious section. I love scene when they make dumplings as like a family. And it's like, a big thing. So in that same vein, what's an important family tradition that you do that is fun and enjoyable? <laughs> my grandparents, or mostly my grandma, always has a 4th of July party. There's these very specific activities that we do, and they're so random. We always have, well, we have homemade root beer and ribs. I didn't think it was always ribs, but it has become ribs. Um, and then there's always like little hot dogs with flags in them and mac and cheese. There's like very specific, it's almost like Thanksgiving where like someone has to bring each item or like my grandma's freaking out because she's like, I didn't make the mac and cheese yet. It's not like a variety of foods or like every year it changes. It's, it's the same every year. And then we always have white elephant with all of these random things that people have brought or that my grandma's found in her basement. <laughs> Um, and we do bingo for candy. Um, Thanksgiving, we play bingo for drinks. I love that one. Bingo for drinks is, I look forward to hearing what you get every year. And then, this year I have to work on Thanksgiving. No! 
tragedy this is so sad she always we there's a cake and we sing happy birthday to america (laughs) and then my grandma gets out the bomb pop popsicles that have like red blue and white on them um so that's the tradition and it just feels like whenever someone comes that's not really part of the family like my cousin's wife's siblings or whatever they're always just kind of like, what is going on? <laughs> Why does everybody think this is normal? Oh my gosh, I love it. it. There's so much specificity that is continually brought back every single year. I love it. It's amazing. Okay, well, I think we can throw it over to listener submitted okay. cannoli questions. First one from Catherine, right? Would you rather be an expert poker player or mahjong player? I'm going to say Mahjong because I think that's classier. Mm. And I've never played it, so it would be cool to like understand at all what it's about. I think I'm going to have to go with poker so I can win the big bucks. All right, what extravagant bachelorette party would you throw for each other? Oh, ooh, ooh. can't show our hands too much in case this actually does happen in real life. <laughs> well, you already said go to every Disney World. I well, mean, yeah, that's true. But that was for me what I do for you I feel like I would need to arrange a meeting with Al Pacino and um, Robert De Niro like so we'd go to LA and it would be this big fancy party where like all your favorite celebrities were invited and we would dance to trap music and all the celebrities who were invited like also are required to dance with us Robert um, would love it. <laughs> and Al is just like over in the corner swearing um, he'd probably be sitting in like a walker. No, oh! <laughs> one of those walkers with the seat. He'd just sit in this. Oh, Al, he's so old. He's so old. And then we would stay up super late, and then we would drive around LA. Yeah, we'd go hopping to all the bars and get all the mocktails. Wow, that's what. Yeah, that's what. That's my vision. That would. I would probably die after that. Oh my god. That would be the highlight. I wouldn't even want to get married anymore. <laughs> For you, I think we'd go to Italy. Oh. And we'd go to Italy um, and just do all the Italian things. Go to Sicily. Um, I'm trying to think how to make it more. Al Pacino I mean- would be there too. <laughs> <laughs> He's just always at our bachelorette. I accept this. Do you have a favorite Michelle Yeoh film? Mm. I think I appreciated her most in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Oh, yeah. But I really want to go back and watch Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon sometime. I just watched a bunch of really, like, old Chinese films that she was in with my cousins. Oh, I actually really liked her in Shang-Chi. And The Legend of the Ten Rings, which mm-hmm. is a Marvel film. Mm-hmm. So shout out to that. I wouldn't say that's my favorite, but Wing Wing Chun mm. from 1994. It's a really horrible movie, <laughs> but she's like jumping around, whooping all these men's butts. Amazing. Like she's, everyone's always like, it's a woman. She can't do anything. And then she's just like... And they just like beat them all up, and it's so cool. Amazing. I'm gonna have to watch it. Um, all right. Rachel and Nick went to Singapore. What Asian city would be first on your list of places to visit? 
Tokyo. Yeah, I feel like I would probably say the same. Although I am tempted to say Kyoto, just because that is such a Digimon oh, reference, yeah. and I hear a lot about Kyoto, so it'd be fun to go there. Okay, how mad would you be if your significant other did not tell you about their insane wealth? Do you think <laughs> Rachel got over this quick? If you discussed this earlier, here's another question. What outfit is your favorite and why? <laughs> Thanks for the two choices. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's a pretty big, big red flag. Like, that's such a part of who you are. Well, I mean, not who you are, but, like, your family. I am my money. <laughs> and you didn't tell me that I could have done all these things with your money? <laughs> I don't know. It's like, if you're hiding that, what else are you hiding? So mm -hmm. I feel like it would take me a minute to kind of... I think it depends on, like, how deep into the relationship it is. Yeah. Because I you think... You don't tell me on the first date it's over. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Because, you know, you want to, like, make sure that the relationship is based on other things than, like, greed and right and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, the amount of wealth and the background that is family, like, they are basically, like, royalty in Singapore. So that is, like, a pretty intense reveal, especially for, like, how deep into the relationship they are. I mean, um, it does make sense that he wouldn't like advertise that of course because he's that around. For someone that loves him for yeah other reasons and especially because i feel like he is so very much the attitude of like i am willing and ready to leave this lifestyle behind and like mm -hmm. continue with what we've already been doing and so that also doesn't feel like the biggest betrayal but i don't he's know like, he's like michael corleone like kind of on the edge of the family trying to make his way out of it which is not a great um, allegory or a metaphor for him in a relationship. <laughs> you don't want to be the Michael Corleone. You, you don't want your significant other to be a Michael Corleone. <laughs> That's a red flag. <laughs> um, unless you're you, of course. <laughs> and it is green flags! <laughs> <laughs> Which wedding party did you like better? Oh no, Connie and Carlos or Araminta and Collins? Wedding party? <laughs> Definitely Connie and Carlos. I know, I'm, I feel like I have to say them too, just because it's so classic. And it's classic. It just feels intimate and more like a family gathering. And, yeah. and you know, I, my favorite guy dancing with his drink in the background. <laughs> And then what outfit do you think Bill Cunningham would have been most excited to take pictures of? Oh, cute. I love he these. He would love that dress that she wore to the um, the party. Mm -hmm. I also feel like anything that Michelle Yeoh wears. Like, I feel like yeah. he's very into, like, the classy. I think there's one outfit that Peg Lynn wears that actually was at the WB tour, but it's, like, this set, a shirt and a pants just really flowy they have like dog a dog print oh That's he would have so eaten it up he would, he would die for that he loves that kind of thing all right um <laughs> then we'll hold off on the theme just keep thinking about it, it might be right in front of your face uh i will say don't 
think too thematically about it. A theme that's not thematic. How deep. (laughs) Thanks for watching. Even though it's not an Oscar winner, it's one of my favorites. And I think it's, yeah, worth, worth your time. So those of you who didn't watch... I would still recommend. Mm. I thought you were going to threaten them. <laughs> you are no longer a capo regime. Oh. <laughs> oh. That was Film Club. Okay, canoli questions. Oops. It's now time to take the gun. Oops. <laughs>